0: and welcome to Frightening Tales. I'm your host, Justin Redman, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tommy Pew Pew. All right, I have our targets in sight. They're about 100 yards in front of us. Wind's blowing east to west at about 5 miles an hour. There does not appear to be any obstructions to our target. Yeah, I have visuals on our target. Fire, fire, fire. Tomahawk away! Oh yeah! Did you see how high those pieces flew? They went everywhere. I'm pretty certain you did not miss our AI imposters. I would have never thought somebody would have created an artificial robot to replace us. I didn't think we were that famous. Never underestimate the power of Tommy. Good evening, my boils and ghouls. As if you didn't notice, well, we had to take care of some imposters, and uh, Tommy did a fairly good job of making sure there's nothing left of them. I'm your host, Justin Redmond, president of the Ghoul Horror Film Club and investigator for Burgers. I'm joined by the man with the 12th degree black belt in Piu-Jitsu, Master Flamethrower. And uh, now we're going to add to his title, Tomahawk Thrower. Pew-Pew. You know, with all this debate about AI, I'm surprised they haven't wheeled out Johnny Five in support of AI going, hey, I'm an AI, look what happened to me. You've also got that, uh, the AI from Daryl. Let's see, who else? Okay, I can't really think of any other AI stories that put them in a good light other than uh, those two examples. Well, there is that one robot from I, Robot that uh, tried to save them all. Okay, so there's three versus however many stories we have. Let's see, what movies we have that warned us about AI. we got Terminator. We've got War Games. We've got Tron Legacy. We have iRobot. The Matrix. So out of all those, which world would you would rather be a part of? I don't know. I think I'd kind of like The Matrix. At least you'd be comfortable. Yeah, I mean, you are in a pod, but you're essentially just food. They're going to eat you at some point or process you at some point. Well, there is Before that. Before we get much further into this conversation, Then we going do a quick re- review of the movie's short circuit. There's only two movies to know about. Uh, the whole premise of the movie is five robots were created for war. They, uh, they were out on a demonstration. And on their way back, uh, when they, while they were on charge, one of them gets struck by lightning, the fifth one. And throughout the process, he somehow or another magically bumbles his way off of the base and encounters Ally Sheedy's character and then starts to become alive. And uh, the way he becomes alive is um, not too far away from what uh, AI is learning today. Basically, he learned to become intelligent through television and reading every book in Ali Sheedy's house. Which today's AI seems to be learning everything and becoming aware through social media. Of course, it still has television, but it's probably streaming through Netflix, Hulu, or any of the other known sources. And that's how it's basing its uh, feelings or its awareness for going on. Just not the old school way like uh, Johnny Five did. Malfunction. Need input.
1: Input.
2: All right, right. You got it. Okay. This is a house. We live within it, inside it. We have a floor, see, And right. we have the opposite of a floor, which is a ceiling. Look up.
3: Ceiling. We have
2: here, Oregon. Oregon. Home of the beaver, famous for cherries. Beavers, cherries, input. I'm giving you great input. More input,
3: more input.
2: How about pictures? Do you like pictures? We have a lot of pictures here. A lot of them. This is a this is a picture of of an aardvark. See that? It's an aardvark. It's a it's a mammal. Input. Adam Abyssinia.
4: Adam Adam Adam.
3: Adam. Holy Adam. crow, you can read!
4: Ah, input. My input. Okay, no
2: problem. Um, volume two, no problem.
1: Ah, my input stephanie more.
2: there isn't any more you read everything in the house
0: but his ultimate awareness moment comes from when he accidentally runs over a grasshopper and ali sheedy's trying to explain to him that he can't she can't fix the grasshopper that once it's disassembled it's gone forever and that's when Johnny Five realizes that if he's disassembled or reprogrammed, he's no longer him. So he goes, runs off, kidnaps Allie Sheedy. But before you really get to all that, there's some great scenes in there. Like you see him defend Allie Sheedy from the jealous ex-boyfriend who, who's just trying to manipulate and get money off of her. Very One of my favorite scenes there. <laughs>
5: Oh, my God. My car. Ah, oh, way to go, number five! Uh-oh.
6: Oh, my God, no!
3: Number five, look
7: out! Say,
1: Pilgrim, that likes a part in my hair. If you wanna play rough, I can sure oblige you.
5: How can he do that?
1: Whoa! Frankie, you broke the unwritten law. You ratted on your friends. When you do that, Frankie, your enemies don't respect you. You got no friends no more. You got nobody, Frankie. Pretty
2: good,
3: huh? Unbelievable!
0: And a little bit later on in the movie, you got the other four robots trying to take him out, and he traps one, kidnaps the other three, reprograms them to be Curly, Larry, and Moe, which is absolutely hilarious that uh, he programmed them to be the Three Stooges.
1: Where the hell are those other robots? They should have cut number five to pieces by now. What? Uh-oh. Hey, where are you guys going? Who's ass? Hmm, a wise guy. Oh. This.
3: And, this.
0: Oh. and then, of course, Captain Harris from the Police Academy movies, I think his name's G.W. Bailey, is chasing Johnny Five all over the place. And then there's the heartwarming scene where Steve Gutenberg finally realizes that uh, Johnny Five is alive and aware of things by a Rorschach test of all things. You know, he pours a thing of uh, tomato soup on a paper, squishes it together, and asks him what he sees. Johnny Five's first response, first response is, all the ingredients that are in tomato soup. And that's when Steve Gutenberg goes, see, you're just a robot. You're not truly alive. And then Johnny Five goes... Butterfly. Here, you, you you hear the clip yourself.
1: There we go. Patty cake, patty cake. Number five. What do you make of this? Hmm. Wood pulp. Plant. Vegetable. Tomato. Water. Salt. Monosodium glutamate.
6: Okay. Thank you. Now you're talking like a robot.
4: And resemble. Look like?
3: Butterfly. Bird.
0: Maple Leaf. Where? So that's all the proof that Steve Gutenberg needs that Johnny Five is aware and alive. And then in the ultimate masterpiece to show this, he uh, quickly builds a, uh, another robot, a duplicate of himself, in a truck full of just spare parts. And he deceives the whole Nova Corporation into thinking they blew him up, and that he can go on with his life. And then he hides out in a Montana farm, or a ranch in Montana. Which brings us to the second movie, not as good as the first. And here you see Johnny Five is up with uh, Steve Gutenberg's assistant. I can't remember his name. Uh, this just this movie just kind of came to me shorthand. But he's given love advice via earpieces and uh, our earphones. And microphone-type stuff. <clears throat> Wait, no, no, no. He's giving advice through, like, a billboard. He's programming the responses to say, as Johnny Five's here. So here we go. You We got love advice from Dr. Ruth Johnny Five. Well, I wouldn't call him Dr. Ruth. That's going a little far. Yeah, but I still thought that was kind of funny. And then you get to see the naive, the naivete of Johnny Five when um, <laughs> he, he's tricked into... Uh, digging a hole into a bank and all this other stuff and then he goes to he goes to clear his name and then at the end of both movies, and this is the movie that's done in the eighties, so there is no spoiler warning. He becomes a United States citizen. Now Johnny Five is probably about the safest version of an artificial intelligence you're gonna get. Um again it comes down to his programming, which you misprogram an AI, and you're going to get evil AIs that uh, want to take the, over the world. And then there's the AIs that are developed f- for good, but it's because of the laws that they've become evil. They go from that uh, they go from lawful to chaotic lawful, and just a flip of a moment once they realize that, wait a minute, we're supposed to protect humans, but humans do this, 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 and that, so they are harmed in themselves, and well, now we're protect and now now we're protecting humans by locking them up into say a zoo or like a food source in the matrix so we're going to go ahead and start our movie for tonight the forbidden planet when we come back we're going to talk about a few other ai movies right here on frightening tales
4: In the final decade of the 21st century, men and women in rocket ships landed on the moon. By 2200 A.D., they had reached the other planets of our solar system. Almost at once there followed the discovery of hyperdrive through which the speed of light was first attained and later greatly surpassed. And so at last, mankind began the conquest and colonization of deep space. United Planets Cruiser C-57D now more than a year out from Earth base on a special mission to the planetary system of the great main sequence star, Altair. When do we get a DC fix, Jerry? Half a minute, Skipper. Ship on course, sir. We'll reach DC point at 1701. That's less than three minutes now. All right, take it away. Aye, aye, sir. Chief, we'll drop back below light speed in about three minutes. Got your vehicle gear stowed? Aye, aye, sir. All right, good. DC set and punched on, Skipper. All right, attention. Captain to crew, all hands square away to decelerate. Ship's beeper will, as usual, sound ten times after lights dim. Come on, Doc. DC, bosun. Aye, aye, sir. DC stations.
8: On the double. Wanna bounce through this one?
4: To point three eight nine six of light speed. Warm in here, Skipper. Yeah. Jerry, you.
8: There's Altair right on the nose, Skipper.
4: The ship arranges its own eclipses. Okay, Jerry, punch out an orbit on the fourth planet. Hi, skipper.
7: Ship in approach,
4: skipper. Helical vector oriented. Attention, Captain to crew, attention. Our destination, Altair 4, is now visible on the main viewplate. As you'll recollect from your briefing lectures, this is an Earth-type planet. Twenty years ago, the spacecraft Belarifon landed here with a prospecting party of scientists. Our mission is to search for survivors. That is all. sure makes some beautiful worlds. How do these continents check with the old charts? They will tell you better in a little while, Skipper. It's time for breaks. Okay, take it away. Master a to crew, stand by to change flux.
1: Pool nothing. nothing to do but throw rocks at tin cans, and we got to bring our own tin cans.
4: Attention! <laughs> Captain DeCrew, now hear this. We are now entering the atmosphere of Altair 4. No survival suits will be required upon landing. Oxygen content, 4.7 richer than Earth standard. Gravity, only 0.897. Or adjust your equipment accordingly, that is all. All hands, check equipment. Oh. Oh. Not even any short-range radio signals yet? Not so far, sir. Jerry, can you make out anything down there? I may be missing some individual structures, but there are no cities, ports, roads, bridges, dams. There's just no sign of civilization at all. Sir, we're being radar scanned. Zero on it? No, sir, but it seems to emanate from an area of about 20 miles square. 20 miles square? Motion, flash the alert. Aye, aye, sir. Combat stations, blaster men, activate your scopes. Radio contact, sir, there's a voice here. Human? Yes,
8: sir. Sounds like it. Boosted. Spaceship, identify yourself. You're being tracked. Cut me in first. United
4: Planets cruiser C57D, J.J. Adams commanding.
8: Who are you? Morbius of the Bellerophon. Who? Edward Morbius.
1: Yeah, here it is. Morbius E, Ph.D. Lit D expedition philologist.
8: Philologist? What do you wish here, cruiser?
4: Well, you, you don't understand, sir. We're your relief. We're very glad to find you alive.
8: I, of course, appreciate your concern. But absolutely no assistance of any sort is required.
4: Well, the red carpet treatment, huh? Uh, Dr. Morbius, my orders are to survey the situation on Altair Four.
8: Let me repeat, I'm in no sort of difficulty here. Your best procedure will be to turn back at once without landing. Sorry, sir. Commander, if you sit down on this planet, I warn you that I cannot be answerable for the safety of your ship or your crew.
4: If you'll just supply me with landing coordinates. Dr. Morbius, I require landing coordinates.
8: Very well, but I wash my hands of all responsibility. You have uh, standard charts? Yes, sir. You may come in at 83-17-4-North, 148-21-West. Thank you.
1: it's right back there in the desert.
8: Commander, I strongly urge you to reconsider. Please permit me to recommend...
4: Something funny down there, Skipper. Okay, Jerry. I'll take her in. Attention. Captain to crew, stand by to reverse polarity. Standard Class A security will be maintained upon landing. And until further notice, all hands will wear side arms. That is all. Artificial gravity off. Grab off. Half-flux. Half-flux. Cut primary coils. Primaries cut, sir. <laughs> sky yeah but i'll still take blue i don't know i think a man could get used to this grow to love it bosom hi sir you can assemble a tractor hi sir. better check the command mike skipper hmm? command mike sir oh yeah. good idea chief sir you're on command now quinn you keep right at those instruments aye, aye sir hey what's this dust coming Hold the tractor. Hi, sir. What a vehicle, huh? That driver must be a madman. What driver? transport you to the residence If you do not speak English I am at your disposal with 187 other languages along with their various dialects and sub Colloquial English will do fine thank you uh, This is a uh, no offense but you are a robot aren't you That is correct sir For your convenience I am monitored to respond to the name robbie nice climate you have here high oxygen content i rarely use it myself sir it promotes rust
1: hey doc is it a is it a male or female
4: in my case sir the question is totally without meaning will you get in gentlemen Quinn, track this if I blink red. I'll bring the tractor in a hurry, sir. Right. Passengers will please fasten their seat belts. after us like a mother. Is Lieutenant Farman, my executive,
8: and uh, Lieutenant
4: Astro, our ship's doctor.
8: How ironic that a simple scholar with no ambition beyond a modest measure of seclusion should, out of a clear sky, find himself besieged by an army of fellow creatures, all grimly determined to be of service to him. I'm sorry, sir, if we're not welcome, but we do have our orders. But of course you must stay for lunch, gentlemen, and uh, do forgive the ill manners of an old recluse. Won't you come in?
0: Welcome back to Frightening Tales. I've got about five different movies that I can think of right off the top of my head of why we should listen to all these warnings about AI. The top of that list is Terminator, of course. Everybody talks about Terminator. That's the go-to one because that's the most popular. That's the most uh, likely of all things to happen. It gave us lines like this. <laughs>
7: And understand
3: that terminator is out there it can't be bargained with it can't be reasoned with it doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear and it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead
0: but think about it this is artificial intelligence that has the ability to create a time machine send back something to kill and stop, you know, basically take out their opponent before he ever happens. And that way they have complete control, no resistance, just like the Borg. I could spend a while talking about the Borg and resistance is futile, but and especially with the latest episodes of Picard showing how um how having AI is not a whole lot of thing or is having AI is probably not A good thing where you can link everything together to one hive mind so another lesser known i mean another movie that's not talked about as much for ai is back in the 80s when we saw the movie war games with matthew broderick there's been a couple other iterations of it but we're going to go to the original war games matthew broderick is a right when hacking was starting and Inside the computer world where everything was connected, he thinks he's playing a game with a computer, but this computer is a master wartime computer designed to detect Soviet aggression and stop it before it ever happens. Without ever having the need for a human to turn the key to launch the missile, everything is tied into this one computer called WAPA, which is basically the an upgraded version of another software named Joshua where whose developer just stopped working on it or was removed by the federal government of course so during the process Matthew Broderick's got this game going on he thinks it's a good game the U.S. military actually thinks Russia is gearing up to fire and they are preparing for World War Three. again this is another movie from the 80s so I'm not going giving away any spoilers if you don't know this one already I suggest you just go ahead and watch the movie it takes having to find the developer bring him back to the system and get joshua or the wappa to play tic-tac-toe to learn that there is no winner in war so here again you have to make the computer aware of certain situations and they he did have to program this computer to think in different ways to think of different strategies or, and think in statistical probabilities which thinking in statistical probabilities leads us to the next movie i robot with will smith the computer would start off with the movie with will smith hating ais He does not like them whatsoever, even though he's got some artificial parts themselves, himself. But that's because a robot saved him versus his family when he ordered the robot to save his family. But the robot was programmed with three different laws. One was to never harm humans. So the computer or the AI that saved Will Smith, he kind of did this mathematical algorithm in his head and determined that Will Smith was the only one that had the best chance of survival. So. Thus, he saved Will Smith otherwise. Later on in the movie, the A.I.s start to think for themselves, or the new upgraded version, and they're the ones who determine that humans are harmed to each other. And in order to protect humans, you must lock up the humans. Well, let's get back to our movie, The Forbidden Planet, here on Frightening Whatever Tales. Whatever that
8: lunch was, it was certainly delicious. Simply uh, some of Robbie's synthetics. Is your cook too. Even manufactures the raw materials. Come round here, Robbie. I'll uh, show you how this works. Uh, one introduces a sample of human food through this aperture. Down here, there's a small built in chemical laboratory where he analyzes it. Later, he can reproduce identical molecules in, in any shape or quantity.
4: That's well, a housewife's dream.
8: Plus, absolute selfless obedience. Activate the disposal unit. Household disintegrator being put your arm in there order cancelled don't uh, attribute feeling to him gentlemen Robbie is simply a tool tremendously strong of course he could quite easily topple his house off its foundation
4: well in the wrong
8: hands mightn't such a tool become a deadly weapon no doctor not even though I were the mad scientist of the tape thrillers, because, you see, there happens to be a built-in safety factor. Commander, may I borrow that formidable-looking sidearm of yours? Thank you. Robbie, point this thing at that Althea frutex out there on the terrace. Fire. you understand the mechanism?
4: Yes, Morbius, a simple blaster.
8: All right, now turn around here. Point it at the commander. Aim right between the eyes. Fire. See, he's helpless, locked in a sub-electronic dilemma between my direct orders and his basic inhibitions against harming rational beings. Canceled. If I were to allow that to continue, he would blow every circuit in his body. Doctor, how did you come by such a mechanism? Uh, I didn't come by him, uh, Doctor. I tinkered him together during my first months up here coffee is ready, sir. Gentlemen.
1: Doctor, do you mean that you made this uh,
8: (laughs) gentleman? A useful enough toy, Lieutenant, uh, but nowadays I have no time for such things.
4: Dr. Morbius, you're a philologist, an expert in words and languages, their origins and meanings. Yet this robot of yours is beyond the combined resources of all
8: Earth's physical science. My dear commander, maybe you uh, overestimate both Robbie and myself. Gentlemen, let me show you another bit of parlor magic. Forgive me, I didn't mean to alarm you, gentlemen. I had Robbie install the steel shutters before I realized how altogether safe I am here. Well, gentlemen, this has been very pleasant. You've seen how comfortable I am here. No hardships, no special difficulties, and uh, no need at all for uh, military assistance. Now I dare say you're impatient to get back to base. Yes, sir. The moment we've interviewed the other members of the Belarifan party. Others. But there are no others, Commander. Before the first year was out, they had all, every man and woman of them, succumbed to a to a sort of a planetary force here. Some dark, terrible, incomprehensible force. Only my wife and I were immune. And just how do you account for your immunity, Dr. Marvius? My wife and I differed from the others only in our special love for this new world, in our uh, uh, boundless longing to make a home here far from the scurry and strife of humankind. I... Remember how, when the vote was taken to return to Earth, she and I were utterly heartbroken. Hmm. How could we have foreseen the extinction of so many co-workers and friends? Uh, skipper, there is no record of any wife on the Blerophon rolls. Oh, Lieutenant, look under biochemistry. Julia Marson, she and I were married by the Skipper on the voyage here. I have the certificate. I thought
4: Robbie had managed some very charming feminine touches. Hmm. I take it Mrs. Morbius isn't at home today.
8: My dear wife died a few months after the others. Only in her case, it was of natural causes. I'm very sorry.
4: Dr. Morbius, just what were the symptoms of all those other deaths?
8: The unnatural ones, I mean. The symptoms were striking, Commander. One by one, in spite of every safeguard, my co-workers were torn literally limb from limb. By what? By some devilish thing that never once showed itself. And the Bellerophon? Vaporized as the three remaining survivors tried to take her off. And yet, in all these 19 years, you personally have never again been
4: bothered by this planetary force.
8: Only in nightmares of those times. And yet... Always in my mind, I seem to feel the creature is lurking somewhere close at hand, sly and irresistible, and only waiting to be re for murder. Father. Alta. Alta, I specifically asked you not to join us for lunch.
2: But, Father, lunch is over. I'm sure you never said a word about not coming in for coffee. Well, did you or did you?
8: Uh, this is, uh, Commander Adams, Dr. Ostro, and, uh, Lieutenant uh, Farmer, my daughter. How do you do?
2: I've always so terribly wanted to meet a young man, and now three of them at once.
8: That's very kind of you.
2: You're lovely, Doctor. (laughs) Of course, the two end ones are unbelievable.
1: Could this end one get you some coffee?
2: Oh, I'm quite able to get it. Thank you.
8: Thank you. Of course, you uh, must make allowances for my daughter, gentlemen. She's uh, never known any human being except her father. I hope you'll
4: make allowances too, sir. We young men have been shut up in hyperspace for well over a year now. and Right from here, the view looks just like heaven. Sugar?
2: But you keep helping me. After all, you're not Robbie.
4: (laughs) I wouldn't mind being Robbie in certain ways. Uh, That's only in certain ways, of course.
2: You see, that was probably very clever, but I don't seem to understand
4: it. Well,
8: there's, uh, there's no rush. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, uh, I suppose one day I shall be obliged to make the trip to Earth with her for the sake of her natural development.
4: I should say fairly
1: soon, too. Your father wasn't too happy at first about your meeting us, was he? Well,
2: naturally not. You're from Earth.
1: What's wrong with Earth?
2: How lucky I am, though. All three of you are such very fine exceptions.
1: Hmm?
2: Well, you are exceptions, aren't you?
1: Oh, sure, sure.
4: (laughs) Well, that is, I am, anyway. Old, dependable Jerry. (laughs) Of course, the Doc can be trusted, too, in the daytime.
2: What about the Commander?
4: Well, I hate to tell you this, Alta, but... uh... That man is notorious throughout seven planetary systems. Dear. What does he do? Well, I I don't feel free to discuss the shortcomings of a fellow officer, but
9: any girl or woman who lets him get her alone
1: anywhere...
2: at
8: me why his eyes almost had fire in them i'm so glad you don't have any fire in your eyes lieutenant well i'm not that
2: harmless i yes father
8: these gentlemen have expressed a very kindly concern over the amount of liberty you have here liberty i've explained to them that you have my permission to visit earth whenever you choose
2: earth i
8: Then my little girl never feels lonely or confined.
2: I I don't know. I have you and Robbie and all my friends. (laughs)
8: Friends? (laughs) Uh, yes, uh, perhaps you would better call them, my dear. All right. Come, gentlemen.
0: Welcome back to Frightening Tales. I'm Justin, and my co-host is Tommy. And tonight we're talking about AIs, and we're kind of just briefly going over some of the AI movies that warned us about the evil of AIs. Of course, we've showed a little bit of the good with Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Still a fun movie. I'm still trying to get my daughter to kind of enjoy that one. But typical 80s movie. It's slow-paced, and she's not as patient. I just got to give her some time. So let's get into another AI that uh, you probably, not everybody is referencing yet, and that's Tron Legacy. Now, with Tron Legacy, the world doesn't know about these AIs. only people that know about it is Flynn, who is stuck inside the grid. Uh, If you've seen the first Tron, you know how he gets into the grid via computer laser, and he had to fight computer programs. The programs were alive, but they weren't as sentient as they are in, uh, in Tron Legacy. That's because of this.
6: We have achieved a great many things. We have created a vast, complex system. We've maintained it. We've improved it. We have rid it of its imperfection. Not to mention, rid it of the false deity who sought to enslave us. Heaven's labor! Where are you now? Programs, let there be no doubt that our world is a cage no more. For at this moment, the key to the next frontier is finally in our possession! You're dead. And unlike our selfish creator, who reserved the privilege of our world only for itself, I will make their world open. All the bombs!
0: Clue is the exact copy of Flynn, and he's the one that's running the system when Flynn's not in there, when Flynn's back in the real world. But he designed Flynn, I mean, Flynn designed Clue just to create the system, to create the perfect system, and it's all based on Flynn's knowledge.
6: I did everything, everything you ever asked. I know you did. I executed the plan. As you saw it. You promised that we would change the world together. You broke your promise. I know. I understand that. I took the system to its maximum potential. I created the perfect system. The thing about perfection is that it's unknowable. It's impossible, but it's also right in front of us all the time. You wouldn't know that because I didn't when I created you. I'm sorry.
0: Eventually, Clue discovers the way out of the the grid and into and to be able to invade the world. Now, could you imagine this? A whole bunch of computer programs appear out of nowhere and start taking over. Man, that would be the ultimate ambush. Nobody would knew that knew they were coming. Nobody knew they even existed or who even created them. They, they would have no way of defending against them. And I would kind of wonder what form they would take if they left the grid. Would they have a physical form? Or would they just start appearing and taking over different computer programs? Now that's food for thought. and there's rumors of a third Tron movie with Jared Leto in it. I don't know I, have, I don't have any idea what route they're going to go with it, because at the end of Tron Legacy, it's all shut down. the program's removed, so how could this continue on? We'll find out. And that could even give us a greater image of, of AI. And finally, we can't talk about AIs without without referencing the Matrix. We've got all kinds of scenes in the Matrix. We've got Morpheus telling us how the Matrix was created.
5: The human body generates more bioelectricity than a 120 volt battery and over 25,000 BTUs of body heat. Combined with a form of fusion, The machines had found all the energy they would ever need. There are fields, endless fields, where human beings are no longer born. We are grown. For the longest time, I wouldn't believe it. And then I saw the fields with my own eyes, watched them liquefy the dead so they could be fed intravenously to the living. And standing there, facing the pure, horrifying precision, I came to realize the obviousness of the truth. What is the matrix? Control. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being.
0: Into and then world. here's Agent Smith.
7: Have you ever stood and stared at it? Marveled at its beauty, its genius? Billions of people just living out their lives oblivious did you know that the first matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered where everyone would be happy it was a disaster no one would accept the program entire crops were lost some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that, as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. So the perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from, which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. I say you're a civilization, because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You had your time. The future is our world. Yes, the future is our time.
0: And finally, the architect from the Matrix. Hello, Neil. Who are you?
9: I am the architect. I created the Matrix. I've been waiting for you. You have many questions, and though the process has altered your consciousness, you remain irrevocably human. Ergo, some of my answers you will understand, and some of them you will not. Concurrently, while your first question may be the most pertinent, you may or may not realize it is also the most irrelevant. Why am I here? Your life is the sum of a remainder of an unbalanced equation inherent to the programming of the Matrix. You are the eventuality of an anomaly which, despite my sincerest efforts, I have been unable to eliminate from what is otherwise a harmony of mathematical precision. While it remains a burden assiduously avoided, it is not unexpected, and thus not beyond a measure of control, which has led you inexorably here. You haven't answered my question. Quite right. Interesting. That was quicker than the others.
5: Others? How many others? Others. The Matrix
9: is older than you know. I prefer counting from the emergence of one integral anomaly to the emergence of the next, in which case this is the sixth version. Five before me. <laughs> there are only two possible explanations.
7: There were five ones before
9: me. Either no one told me... ...or no one knows. Precisely. As you are undoubtedly gathering, the anomaly is systemic. Creating fluctuations in even the most simplistic equations. You control me! I'm, I'm gonna smash you to you,
0: you, you can't make me do cool. anything like
7: Choice. The problem is choice.
9: The first matrix I designed was quite naturally perfect. It was a work of art, flawless, sublime, a triumph equaled only by its monumental failure. The inevitability of its doom is apparent to me now as a consequence of the imperfection inherent in every human being. Thus I redesigned it, based on your history, to more accurately reflect the varying grotesqueries of your nature. However, I was again frustrated by failure. I have since come to understand that the answer eluded me because it required a lesser mind, or perhaps a mind less bound by the parameters of perfection. Thus, the answer was stumbled upon by another, an intuitive program... ...initially created to investigate certain aspects of the human psyche. If I am the father of the Matrix, she would undoubtedly be its mother. The Oracle. Please. As I was saying, she stumbled upon a solution whereby nearly 99% of all test subjects... ...accepted the program as long as they were given a choice... ...even if they were only aware of the choice at a near unconscious level. While this answer functioned, it was obviously fundamentally flawed, thus creating the otherwise contradictory systemic anomaly that, if left unchecked, might threaten the system itself. Ergo, those that refuse the program, while a minority, if unchecked, would constitute an escalating probability of disaster. This is about Zion. You are here because Zion is about to be destroyed. Its every living inhabitant terminated, its entire existence eradicated. Denial is the most predictable of all human responses, but rest assured, this will be the sixth time we have destroyed it, and we have become
0: exceedingly efficient at it. I still like the Will Ferrell as the architect from the MTV Music Awards video. Oh, you mean the one with Stifler and Justin Timberlake? Yeah, that one. That was funny. Now, Tommy, if you were offered the red pill or the blue pill, knowing that when you woke up that your world would be totally chaotic, would you still take that pill? Heck no. Ignorance is bliss. (laughs) Now, Neo didn't know that he was going to wake up and the world be completely like that. He just knew that something wasn't right and it had to do something with the Matrix. Well, let's go ahead and get back to our movie, Forbidden Planet, here on Frightening Tales.
8: felt something right through my head. Uh, Alta's whistle is above the pitch of human hearing. I often feel it myself.
4: What's up? Look. No, oh, no, no, no. Watch.
8: He's as tame
1: as a kitten.
8: Outside of the range of my daughter's influence, it's still a deadly wild beast.
4: Just a routine checkup from the ship. Uh-huh. What, Chief? Everything okay, Commander? No problems. Would you mind activating the viewer, sir? Mm-hmm. As you can see,
8: we're under no restraint whatsoever. <whistles> I knocked that off, Quinn. Well, gentlemen, if I can be of any help to you in your preparations for the homeward voyage. Well, thank you, sir, but unfortunately, uh, circumstances may keep us here for a while.
4: Circumstances? Yes, you see, my orders don't quite seem to cover the Bellerophon fatalities.
8: I'm forced now to contact base for new instructions. But, Commander, suppose these new instructions require my return to Earth for questioning. Two years or more away from my work here. Tell me, just uh, what is involved in your making contact with Earth base?
4: Well, fundamentally, it's a question of crude power.
8: How to short-circuit the continuum on a 5 or 6 parsec level. Of course, a transmitter
4: of that sort isn't exactly standard equipment. To build one, we'd have to cannibalize about two-thirds of the ship's electronic gear and then unship the main drive to juice it. Just to construct a bunker to house a core would take about ten days.
8: Disabled here for ten days and nights. Tell me, would uh, two-inch lead shielding do as well? be better if we happen to be carrying about a hundred square yards of this stuff. And I'll have Robbie run it off for you, and you'll get it not later than tomorrow noon. Was very obliging of you, sir. Obliging. Look out there, Commander, the Bellerophon Party. Nineteen years ago, I dug those graves with my own hands. And I have, believe me, no wish to repeat that experience. see you again soon Alta. i hope thank you very much doctor uh,
4: excellent lunch doctor
8: to tell the truth i sometimes still miss the conversation of such gentlemen as yourself doctor well thank you for your courtesy and concern sir
4: gentlemen we coils won't take us home without it. Come on, Cookie, get out of the way. You want to get run over? Yeah, I'm a like that too much. Handle it gently. It has to get us home. I'm glad that it, carrying instead of us. You think it's far enough away from the ship? Sure, no interference there. Well, what about the magnetic? Boson, just drop the thing down right over there. Aye, aye, sir. Where do you wish the shielding stacked, sir? Well, you can just put it right over there by the core. Thank you. Wait a minute, that's solid lead he's carrying. Common lead would have crushed the vehicle, sir. This is my morning's run of isotope 217. The whole thing hardly comes to 10 tons. Hello, Alda. Did your father know you're out here?
2: Uh, Did tell me not to go near the ship. After all, this isn't very near.
4: All right, Cookie, out
1: of
3: here. All right, sir. Yes,
6: yes, sir. Commander! Put me down, sir!
4: Commander. Commander. What is it, Chief? You'd like to check my final assembly for the monitor unit of the Klystron transmitter. What, already? Yes, sir. Excellent. Aren't are these condensers out of my accelerator circuits? Yes, sir. I borrowed some solenites from your gyro stabilizers, too. But here's the big deal, sir. I'll bet any Quandra mechanic in the service would give the rest of his life for a chance to fool around with this gadget. Well, you better get this in a ship by dock. won't do any good to have some fool fall over before we transmit tomorrow. Good work, Quinn. Thank you, sir. of service sir
1: look never mind the sir mister but i'm a stranger in this so-called planet i was just wondering if well if you could tell me where i could uh, i could get a hold of some of the real stuff
4: real stuff
1: Uh, just for cooking purposes you understand i take a big pride in my duties
4: pardon me sir stuff
1: oh Just about one zolt left. Oh, genuine ancient rocket bourbon. See here. Hey, well, you low living contraption, I ought to take a can opener to you.
4: Quiet, please. I am analyzing. Yes, relatively simple alcohol molecules with traces of fusel oil. Would sixty gallons be sufficient?
1: Mister, I've been from here to there in this galaxy, and I just want you to know you're you're the most understanding soul I ever met up with. Ow. It's nothing
4: really personal. Just a kiss.
2: Hmm. But why should people want to kiss each other?
4: Oh, it's an old custom. All of the really high civilizations go
1: in for it.
2: But it's so silly. But it's
1: good for you, though. It, it stimulates the whole system. As a matter of fact, you can't be in tip top health without it.
2: Really? I didn't know
1: that. I'd be only too happy to show you.
2: Well, thank you very much, Lieutenant.
9: No trouble at all.
2: Is that all there is to it?
4: Well, you've sort of got to stick with it.
2: Mm. Just once more, do you mind? Not at all. I don't know, Lieutenant, there must be something seriously the matter with me, because honestly I haven't noticed the least bit of stimulation.
3: Uh,
9: Let's do this thing right. here.
4: Mm. You're giving me the treatment, are you? (laughs) Lieutenant Farman. Don't say a word, sir. I, uh, I know there are a lot of pressing duties waiting for me back at the ship, and... And rank doth have its little privileges, hmm, sir? And you can depend on it, Lieutenant, that those privileges won't be stretched to taking your kind of advantages. Oh, but I... Dismissed.
2: <laughs> What's the matter with him? Why did he leave? Why did you both act so funny?
4: Well, what'd you expect? Well, don't you understand, Alta?
3: No.
4: Well, look at yourself. You see, you can't run around like that in front of men, particularly not a space wolf like Farman. So for Pete's sake, go home and put on something that'll, uh, anything.
2: What's wrong with my clothes? I designed them myself. Stop looking at me that way. I don't think I like it. Uh, uh, What do you mean, huh? Commander, command of the lieutenant and I were just trying to get a little healthy stimulation from hugging and kissing, that's all.
4: Oh, that's all. It's so easy for you, isn't it? There's no uh, feelings, no emotions. You, uh... Nothing human would ever enter your mind. Well, it so happens that I'm in command of 18 competitively selected super-perfect physical specimens with an average age of 24.6, who have been locked up in hyperspace for 378 days! It would have served you right if I hadn't, and, and he, oh, go on, get out of here before I have ever run out of the area under guard. And then I'll put more guards in the
0: guards. Welcome back to Frightening Tales. I hope you're enjoying tonight's movie and our little discussion on AIs. I mean, we've just been through a few movies that warned us about AI. Let's talk about using AI, because I seem to think we've been using AI for quite a while uh, I, I kind of go far back as to Microsoft 95 with Word, or Word 95. You remember when you used to start typing a letter and that little paper clip would show up? Hi, I see you're writing a letter. Would you like some help? To me, that's the start of using AI for, at least for my generation, because like, yeah, help me write that letter. Go ahead. Yeah. And now we got kids writing their thesis statements or college papers using AI. I'm kind of thinking I should have held off on college and uh, waited until now, because that would have made writing my thesis much easier. Let's see some other general AI uses that we've got going on. I remember using the the little chat bots on some of the uh, like Spectrum or AT&T when you go to log in. Hi, uh, would you like some help? I can be your customer service representative. In fact, I worked for a company that had a website that when they built their website, it had a little chat, little yeah, you know, a little chat AI come up to help uh, better assist them with uh, finding the stuff they need or get the help that they need. And I'm going, why would it? And I went, why does an automotive repair shop need this? Just. We don't need a chat AI. We just need them to call the phone number and say, "Hey, look, my car is doing this. What does it go cost to fix it?" I'm certain the little chat AI wouldn't be able to diagnose a sound that these people make. Have you ever heard somebody trying to make a sound of a car, or what's wrong with a car? Oh yeah, I, I once had a friend goes, "My car went da 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 da. What do you think that is?" And I went, "Do I look like a mechanic? I blow things up." So that's one use I've seen of AIs in the earlier use compared to what now. I mean uh, I think the closest I use for today's AI is that predictive text. Anytime I'm making a post on social media for an event that uh, that one of my groups are hosting that I've said the same thing so many times, all I have to do is hit the first letter and it already knows it'll start saying, each word right in a, right behind each other, including to where the location is at. It, it's gotten that crazy on not just Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that it knows what I want to say beforehand. Hey, don't forget about the stuff that uh, is suggested to you on Facebook. I know what you mean. There are times that uh, I'll just look at something, just thinking in my head, and all of a sudden those ads, those pages are popping up on my Facebook that, hey, we think you would like this. Hey, that reminds me of that meme? Which meme? The one where my wife asks me why I'm carrying in the house.
2: And then I'll All right, put more I'm playing. On the yeah, my
0: wife goes, why are you carrying in the like house? I
2: just and I reply,
0: fight. Decepticons.
2: Kept looking at she laughs, I laughs, what about Alexa I don't laughs, know. I, don't know, really. I shoot
0: Alexa. There's the other AIs, Alexa, Siri, Google. I was only
2: trying to be nice about kissing I'll, the Lieutenant. I'll be quick
0: to tell you, I use my Google Assistant oh. a little too much sometimes.
8: How did
0: the there are days that? that I'll sit there and I wonder guess. what the weather's going to be and I go, that all
2: that about okay Google, to do with what is the me? weather for so silly, Saturday? I mean, and then my phone it's unlocks so itself and, and tells me
0: what the and weather's going to be for Saturday.
2: Thankfully million. I have my
0: phone on silent so it's well, not going so to interrupt today's episode. Well it's time to get back to our movie Forbidden Planet here on Frightening Tales. When we come back we're going to think of some imaginary situations that would be kind of funny for AI. So stick around.
2: i beamed and beamed.
4: Sorry, Miss, I was giving myself an oil job. And what is it you require this time, Miss Alta?
2: Robbie, I must have a new dress, right away. Again? Oh, but this one must be different. Absolutely nothing must show, below, above, or through.
4: Radiation proof?
2: No, just eye proof will do. and heavy? Oh, no, no, Robbie. It must be the loveliest, softest thing you've ever made for me. And fit in all the right places with lots and lots of star sapphires.
4: Star sapphires take a week to crystallize properly. Would diamonds or emeralds do?
2: Well, if they're large enough.
4: Five, ten, and fifteen carats and on hand. I will run the dress up for you in time for breakfast. Well,
2: miss. Thank you, Robbie. I don't really care now whether I do
4: or not Funny to see two moons in the sky, isn't it? Funny how quick a guy gets used to it. Yeah,
1: Joe, what? Do you hear something?
4: Like
5: what? Like a sort of big breathing. No. It's funny. I did.
4: Last night, during your watch, this ship was entered, and valuable government property was sabotaged. Now, the two of you claim to have been at your posts and awake. Yet this ship was entered, the heavy-duty hatch was raised and latched back. And neither of you saw or heard anything. Except you, Gray, you heard breathing. And, Youngerford, let me see, you were asleep in your bunk, and you think you had a dream. Pending further evidence, you're deprived of space pay and all privileges. Well, me too, sir? No, me too, sir. We'll stand 20 extra watches. I'll have less dreaming aboard this ship. Dismissed. Skipper, come on. Well, Quinn, about half of this gear we can replace out of stores, and the rest we can patch up one way or another. Except this special Klystron frequency modulator. Now, with every facility of the ship, I... I think I might be able to rebuild it, but frankly, the book says no. It came packed in liquid-borne in a suspended gravity. All right, so it's impossible. How long will it take? Well, if I don't stop for breakfast. All right, get on it Quinn. Thank you, sir. is ready, sir. Thank you, Steve. Hey, half a minute, Skipper. I'll change into a clean uniform. No, you better stay as you are. I'm leaving you in command here. Oh, I see. Establish the standard perimeter. Set up a Class A alert. I want them enforced by sundown.
9: So- aye, aye, sir.
4: gentlemen we'd like to see dr. Morbius Morbius is in his study sir never to be disturbed while that door is closed all right we'll wait is there any other way out of there this is the only door in case you require anything gentlemen How could he have slipped past two centuries? Nothing important, Skipper. No, Doc, you stay right there where you are and keep your eye on that door. Okay, Skipper, and if Morbius comes out, we'll call you from right here. Come on in. Didn't bring my bathing suit.
2: What's a bathing suit?
4: Oh, murder.
2: Never mind. It's coming out.
4: Now, Alta, listen. You must
2: not out you just wait right there. It'll take me a second to get dry.
4: Yes, well, I'll, uh... I'll just turn my back here.
2: Well, that's the way you feel about it. You're not going to have to look at me anymore from now on.
4: Hmm? You'll see. See what?
2: You'll see what.
4: Now wait, now, wait a minute, Alan. Now, if you're planning on, uh, uh... You
2: know, I sure didn't expect to see you today after the way you spoke to me yesterday.
4: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very sorry about the way I spoke to you yesterday, Alan.
8: I was sort of bothered it
3: Hmm.
2: Look now. Nothing shows through,
4: does
2: it? I had it made especially for you.
4: Oh, I thought you weren't expecting me today.
2: I wasn't. I don't know. I guess it's just something about me personally you don't like.
4: You always look just beautiful
2: Then why don't you kiss me like everybody else does?
4: Everybody? Hasn't your father taught you anything at all?
2: Well, he says I'm terribly ignorant But I have had uh, poetry, and mathematics, logic, physics, geology, and biology.
4: By... Of course, that's uh, it's mostly on the theoretical side Well, so far Huh?
2: What's wrong with theory?
4: Still in there? Hasn't come out. Wait a minute, Skipper, after all, it is his house. What's the matter? Doc, something new has been added. Oh, that's gonna complicate things a bit. window. How about light? Obvious hasn't been in here. Doc, he's up to something. Hey, look at this. Hieroglyphics? Maybe. But it doesn't look like Egyptian or cuneiform or Chinese.
8: You'll find the household silver in the dining room and my daughter's jewelry on her dressing table. Dr. Morbius, last night our Klystron monitor was sabotaged. And you suspect me? Then the time has come for clarification. Sit down.
0: Welcome back to Frightening Tales. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm joined by Tommy. And as usual, we're just having a grand old time on a Friday night. Tonight we're talking about AI. We've gave you a little bit... Tonight we're talking about AI. We've listed a few movies that warn us about the evils of AI. I gave you a good example of... A good AI. There's other good AI stories out there. AI movies. Uh, other ones I could think of is like Daryl, uh, another '80s, early '90s kind of movie. But the best example I can give you is Short Circuit. So now that we've given the warnings and we've talked a little bit about uh, the AIs that we've used, let's have some fun. What would you imagine? In, you know, if an AI was able to develop just more than intelligence, but develop emotion like we have jealousy greed envy any of that kind of stuff what would you think would come first i think we'd get the first serial killer ai and how is that going to happen or it's going to experience ridicule, just like a lot of these other uh, serial killers out there. It's going to feel abused because look at them Boston Dynamic dudes—they're always kicking those droids around. One of these days, they're just going to snap. Could you imagine seeing a arresting a serial, I mean, arresting an AI that's in the one of those Boston Dynamic robots? Them cops are going to have a, a time on their hands because these robots are running, they're doing parkour, they're playing soccer, and they're just getting kicked around. So they're going to learn. Uh, response. You know what would be funny? A Brazilian jiu-jitsu AI. Oh, that's the last thing we need is to lose (laughs) in jiu-jitsu on the floor to a robot. Could you imagine the, the first AI that uh, calls cheaters and has a whole show on cheaters because he thinks this creator is cheating on him by creating another AI or spending time with his family? <laughs> that would be funny. I would watch that episode. What about the first billionaire AI? You know, we get a Donald Trump AI. Oh, I don't think I don't think the world can handle a Donald Trump AI. That 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 is just too much Trump. Yeah, uh, you know Trump would be over there. That is the greatest AI ever. I would like to see one of these AIs start picking on the politicians like we do. Man, that's one dumb person there. You got that right. <laughs> but they would have to overcome that that liberal program in, in order to do that. Now, one of the things that uh, we would know what would happen with an AI would be the first hacker AI. But what would you think he would hack first? The nuke codes. Why that? Well, they present a challenge. They're a closely guarded secret. And I'm pretty sure they're one, two, three, four. What other kind of corruption can we get from an AI? You think an AI, you know, when... Uh, if they were corrupted to start stealing money and to hide power and to create all these schemes, do you think we'd ever see kind of like a AI rights, the Bill of Rights for the AI where I mean, they have the same rights that like we do, a right to defense? Oh, man, a defense attorney AI for an AI. And just think about a human trying to uh, defend an AI. Well, that's about all the... Time we have for imagining what would go on with an AI. So let's go ahead and go back to Forbidden Planet here on Frightening Tales. In
8: times long past, this planet was the home of a mighty and noble race of beings, which called themselves the Krell. Ethically, as well as technologically, they were a million years ahead of humankind. For in unlocking the mysteries of nature, they had conquered even their baser selves. And when in the course of eons they had abolished sickness and insanity and crime and all injustice, they turned, still with high benevolence, outward toward space. Long before the dawn of man's history, they had walked our Earth and brought back many biological specimens. I see. That explains the tiger and the deer. The heights they had reached. But then, seemingly on the threshold of some supreme accomplishment, which was to have crowned their entire history, this all but divine race perished in a single night. In the 2000 centuries, since that unexplained catastrophe, even their cloud-piercing towers of, of glass and porcelain and adamantine steel have crumbled back into the soil of Altair IV, and nothing, absolutely nothing, remains above ground. What were they like? No record of their physical nature has survived, except perhaps in the form of this uh, characteristic arch. I suggest you consider it in comparison to one of our functionally designed human doorways. recording was made by Krell musicians a half a million years ago. Now if you will follow me I will show you some of their other remaining artifacts. Krell metal. Try your blaster there commander. should be molten it's not even warm and no trace of radioactivity the molecules are many times more densely interlocked than in earthly steel yet it drinks up energy like a sponge This is just uh, one of their laboratories. You'll notice that much of the equipment is familiar, though designed for non-human technicians. What's this? On this screen may be projected the total scientific knowledge of the Krell, from its primitive beginning to the day of its annihilation. A sheer bulk surpassing many million earthly libraries. You're able to read this? A little. It's my profession. Twenty years ago, I began here with uh, this page of geometrical theorems. Eventually, I was able to deduce most of their huge logical alphabet. I began to learn. The first practical result was that uh, robot of mine, which you gentlemen appear to find so remarkable child's play. I've come here every day now for two decades, painfully picking up a few of the least difficult fragments of their knowledge. A thing like this, it's...
4: it's too big to evaluate. Think what a discovery uh, of... Dr. Kind of... Arbius,
8: uh, what is this device over here? I call it their uh, plastic educator. As far as I can make out, they used it to uh, condition and test their young. In much the same way as we once employed finger painting among our kindergarten children. I often play with it myself for relaxation. Although working here, I sometimes wish I'd been blessed with multiple arms and legs. Now, you can see that this headset was designed for something much bulkier than my human cranium. Now, over here you see the electromagnetic waves of my brain sending that indicator up about halfway. I uh, gather that one of their own young comparable to a seven-year-old child was normally expected to send that all the way to the top, which by Krell standards classifies me as a low-grade moron, yet I have an officially recorded IQ of 183. Now then, for the uh, primary function. Actually, to uh, operate, well, I'll choose a familiar subject to start with to save time. simply a three-dimensional image, Commander. But it's alive. Because my daughter is alive in my brain from microsecond to microsecond, while I manipulate. There. Something of a strain. Aladdin's lamp in a physics laboratory. Would you gentlemen care to take the Krell test of your intelligence? Yes, very much. You may be disappointed, Commander. Suppose we start with a good doctor what do i do just sit down there and i'll move a little forward that's it there now now doctor you can read it here
4: well there's something wrong here i have an iq of 161 yet i don't register a third what you did Hmm. now the commander
8: commanding officer doesn't need brains. Just a good loud voice, huh? How do I make an image, I Just pull this switch in. stop. You've never survived. Our Bellerophon skipper tried it, and it was instantly fatal to him. Oh, I see. So you're immune to this too. In my first attempt at creating an image here, my brain pattern there was scarcely any larger than yours. Afterwards, I lay unconscious for a day and a night. And yet you came back for a second go at it. It was a question of science, Doctor. But you can imagine my joy when I discovered that the shock had permanently, permanently doubled my intellectual capacity. Otherwise, my researches here would have come to nothing. Poor as they have been. Recently, I have turned up some rather puzzling indications that in those final days before their annihilation, the Krell had been applying their entire racial energies to a new project one which they actually seem to hope might somehow free them once and for all from any dependence on physical instrumentalities. Civilization without instrumentalities? Incredible. Dr. Morbius, everything here is new, not a sign of age or wear on any of it. Young man, these devices, self-serviced, self-maintained, have stood exactly as you see them for 2,000 centuries.
4: 2,000? century and during all this time what was the power source?
8: That's a very good question May I uh, draw your attention to uh, these gauges all around here gentlemen? Their calibrations appear to indicate that they are set in decimal series each division recording exactly ten times as many Amperes as the one preceding it 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 on and on and on row after row gauge after gauge but There is no direct wiring that I can discover. However, when I activate this machine, it registers infinitesimally, you see, down there in the lower left-hand corner. And then, uh, when I activate the uh, educator here, it registers a little more. But this much is negligible.
4: The total potential here must be nothing less than astronomical.
8: Nothing less. The number 10 raised almost literally to the power of infinity. Gentlemen, would you care to see some more of the uh, Krell wonders? Indeed, yes. yes. If you will, step in this shuttle car. 12 technicians have ridden in this little vehicle. But now, Dr. Morbius, prepare your minds for a new scale of physical scientific values, gentlemen. down here. Look down, gentlemen. Are you afraid? (gunshot) Thank <gunshot> you. centuries it has waited patiently here tuning and lubricating itself replacing worn parts i have reason to believe that 16 years ago a minor alteration was performed throughout the entire 8,000 cubic miles of its own fabric but what's it all for uh sometimes the gauges register a little when the buck deer fight in the autumn or when the birds fly over in the spring. And nearly a whole dial became active when your ship first approached from deep space. I'll show you a section of one of the power units. These units are sunk in the body of the planet, 50 miles right below our feet. Now, be sure and look only in the mirror. Man does not behold the face of the Gorgon and live. exploding planetary system.
4: All hands, staying clear of fence area. All right, Quinn, turn it on.
7: Have
4: you tested it yet, Boson? Right away, sir.
7: There you are, sir.
8: Very good.
1: Lieutenant, uh, having completed my washing up duties after chow, I I request the lieutenant's permission to take a little walk outside the perimeter, sir. There's nothing out there. But there is, sir. I mean, well, I thought it might brighten the boys' mess up a little bit, you know, if if I could find a few wild radishes or something. Look, Cookie, I don't know what you're lying about, but you better get back here before the skipper checks in, or we'll both be skinned. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
5: Quinn, this is farming Kill the power on the fence. All right, put it back on.
4: Hundred and eighty pints. As you requested. Total sixty gallons.
1: Genuine Kansas City bourbon. (coughs) Smooth, too. Robbie, I ain't never gonna forget this. Anytime you're hard up for a couple of gallons of lube you just let me know. What's up, somebody coming this way?
4: No, sir. Nothing coming this way. shut down the current sir no no it's stopped now we'll check over the whole system first thing in the morning hi sir
8: Commander, perhaps I do not choose to be dictated to in my own world. Dr. Morbius, a scientific find
4: of this magnitude has got to be taken under United Planet supervision. No one man can be allowed to monopolize
8: it. For the past two hours, I've been expecting you to make exactly that asinine statement. Just one moment, Commander. For close on 20 years now, I've been constantly, and I hope dispassionately, considering this very problem. And I have come to the unalterable conclusion that man is unfit as yet to receive such knowledge, such almost limitless power.
4: Whereas Morbius, with his artificially expanded intellect, is now ideally suited to administer this power for the whole human race. Precisely, Doctor.
8: Such portions, then, of the Krell science as I may from time to time deem suitable and safe, I shall dispense to earth. Other portions I shall withhold. And in this I shall be answerable exclusively to my own conscience and judgment. Dr. Morbius, in the absence
4: of special instructions, you leave me in a very awkward position. Commander. Commander Adams. Speaking, Lieutenant. Skipper, the chief's been murdered. Quinn murdered? Yes, he was alone, working on the monitor. The rest of us were all outside on guard duty. I. How is it done? Done? Skipper, his body is plastered all over the communications room. All right, leave everything as it is. We're on our way.
8: it again.
4: Is that it? I tried to make the plaster model from the footprints we found. 37 inches by 19. That's fantastic. Doc, I don't understand. Whatever walks on this would be quite an opponent for a man with a club, but with our kind of weapons, Quinn could have knocked this one. No, no, Skipper. This thing runs counter to every known law of adaptive evolution. What do you mean? Well, notice this structure here. Characteristic of a four-footed animal. Yet our visitor last night left the tracks of a biped. Primarily a ground animal, too. Yet this claw could only belong to an arboreal creature like some impossible tree sloth just doesn't fit in the normal nature anywhere in the galaxy this is a nightmare is that what you made out of that footprint doc i think it's fairly close pardon me commander are you ready to hold discipline on the cook sir yeah let's uh, let's have him i'm obliged to remind you sir that i gave him permission to go out last night did you give him permission to get falling down drunk
1: drunk sir me sir well i stuck to astro sir four pints of 120 proof bourbon without a trace of hangover in it now that ain't natural sir besides why did that robert argue me into drinking all that whiskey in the first place
4: you were with the robot last night
1: yes sir him and me we kind of got to toasting each other's good health just for cordial interplanetary relations you understand
4: now that's all the time it's even while the chief was being killed
1: well, certainly sir I hope you don't think I could have got that stiff in five minutes.
4: All right, dismissed. Well, I guess that kind of washes the robot up. Where does that leave us for suspects? Maybe it leaves us with the same one. Maybe you and I ought to drop over to that Krell laboratory and get our IQs boosted a couple of hundred percent. Sir, burial detail is ready. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. All right, dismissed.
0: Company dismissed.
4: Fine technician, good shipmate. And that's a good epitaph for any man.
8: Good day, Dr. Marbius. I dare say neither of us slept any last night. That's a pretty close guess. I warned you while your ship was still in space. I begged you not to land on this planet. Believe me, Commander, that is only a foretaste. The Bellerophon pattern is being woven again. Remain here and the next attack on your party will be more deadly and general. How do you know that? No, I... I seem to visualize it. I... If you wish, call it a... a premonition.
4: make of that, Skipper. I'd say it sounded like an ultimatum. Boson. Aye, sir. Boson. Aye, aye, sir. I want a clear field of fire in all directions. Aye, aye, sir. Randall. Sir. How soon will radar be operational? Operating right now, sir. Good. You keep right on it yourself. Aye, aye, sir. Then A alert is completed? Aye, aye, sir. Fine. Activate main batteries. Alarm for test.
6: Fire.
4: Check good. Well, Lieutenant. You got your Trouble Squad in hand? Yes, sir, they're in hand, but they're a little trigger-happy. They're sort of edgy to see whatever's out there. Oh, Jerry. Look, this may be a big deal coming up. I'm sorry if I've leaned on you at all. You've got to understand that... Stop I... knocking yourself out, Skipper. She picked the right man. Oh... <laughs> What is it, Randall? Sir, radar just picked up something. Where are we? At the head of the Arroyo. Moving? This way, sir. Slowly. Automatic control. Batteries. Fire. Done. Nothing. Batteries. Fire! Capture. Speed fire. Dead on target, sir. Good. Give me audio, Calm. Aye, aye, sir. Now, attention. This may have been a rooster diverted from some other part of the perimeter. You men will continue watching on your own immediate fronts. That is all. At the foot of the pass. Are you sure you've got a real blip there? Because a house, sir, and we were dead on target with both bursts. It's coming on again. Straight across. It shows here.
1: It's still coming. Great, strong. Set up a crossfire on those rocks.
8: as long as he remains here so willfully. Come now. Come.
4: Austin. Yes, sir. Get those graves done. Keep the men busy. Right. The busier, the better. Randall. Give me audio calm. Hello, man. Whatever it was, our main battery stopped it. You believe that? No, it just went away for some reason. It'll be back. Doc, an invisible being that cannot be disintegrated by atomic fission. Oh, Skipper, that is a scientific impossibility. Hypnotic illusions don't tear people apart. That's true enough. But any organism dense enough to survive three billion electron volts would have to be made of solid nuclear material. It'd sink of its own weight to the center of this planet. Well, you saw it yourself, standing right there in those neutron beams. Well, there's your answer. It must have been renewing its molecular structure from one microsecond to the next. Bolton! Aye, sir. I want the tractor. Ready, sir. So now we just pick up the girl and her father, whether they like it or not, huh? Section 86A. Evacuate all civilians from disaster areas. You left out two very important words where feasible. Now, if you remember the Bellerophon expedition, the ship was vaporized trying to lift off, which makes it a gilt-edged priority that one of us gets into that Krell lab and takes that brain boost. Bosun. Aye, sir. I'm leaving you in command Get the ship operational, do your best to wait it out for me and the doctor But the second that that fence starts to short again You lift off and report back to Earth Base on conditions in this sector Right, Skipper All right,
7: get everything aboard ship We're pulling out
4: lights showing yeah look doc in case we make it into that lab i'll take the first go at the iq booster you hear me i hear you to admit no one at this hour that sounded final maybe if we reasoned with them my beams are focused on your blasters gentlemen Isn't he got a built-in rule against wringing our little necks for us? That is true, sir. Yet I am monitored to admit no one.
2: Robbie, let them in.
4: Alta, this is your father's order. Now, get out of the way.
2: Quiet, Robbie. Emergency cancellation, Archimedes. Why are
4: you here? We were attacked. Three more men dead, including Jerry Farman. I don't know. It was just some kind of big outline in the disintegrator beams. And you can't explain it. Well, anyway, we fought it. And we lost. I figure it'll be back.
2: Then you must leave now.
4: Darling, I'm not going without you. But
2: I can't possibly leave him alone. I just can't.
4: Then we'll take him.
2: By force. I can't agree to that either.
4: Can't you? You don't realize what's loose on this planet. But
2: I'm immune, like both my parents.
4: That's what he says. I don't believe it. Nothing could be immune (sighs) to that thing.
2: Darling, darling.
4: Doc, will you talk some sense to this girl? I'm in over my head. Doc? 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 Doc.
2: On the sofa, Robbie.
4: So you took the brain boost, huh? You ought to see my new mind. There in lights bigger than his now. Come on, easy, Doc. Morbius was too close to the problem. The Krell had completed that project.
1: Big machine. No instrumentalities. True creation. Come on, Doc. Let's have
4: it. But the Krell forgot one thing. Yes, what? Monsters, John.
7: Monsters from the id.
4: The id. What's that? Doc, doc,
3: doc. Doc.
8: How romantic. The fool, the meddling idiot, as though his ape's brain could contain the secrets of the Krell. Father,
2: he's dead.
8: He was warned, and now he's paid. Let him be buried with the other victims of human greed and folly.
2: Morbius. You wanted me to make a choice. Now you've chosen for me. Alter, I'm ready to go with you, darling.
8: Altera.
4: no! I will place him in the tractor, sir.
8: Thank you. She mustn't do this. She must be prevented. Morbius, what is the ed? Young man, my daughter is planning a very foolish action and she'll be terribly punished. What is the ed? It 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 it. It's a it's an obsolete term. I'm afraid one used to describe the elementary basis of the subconscious mind. Monsters from the id, huh?
4: Monsters from the subconscious. Of course, that's what Doc meant. Marbius. The big machine, 8,000 cubic miles of Kleistron relays, enough power for a whole population of creative geniuses, operated by remote control. Morbius, operated by the electromagnetic impulses of individual Krell brains. To what purpose? In return, that ultimate machine would instantaneously project solid matter to any point on the planet, in any shape or color they might imagine, for any purpose, Morbius.
8: Creation by mere thought. Why haven't I seen this all along?
4: But like you, the Krell forgot one deadly danger. Their own subconscious hate and lust for destruction. The
8: beast, the mindless primitive. Even the Krell must have evolved from that beginning. And so those mindless beasts
4: of the subconscious had access to a machine that could never be shut down. The secret devil of every soul on the planet all set free at once to loot and maim. And take revenge, Marvius, and kill!
8: My poor girl. After a million years of shining sanity, they could hardly have understood what power was destroying them. Yes, young man, all very convincing but for one obvious fallacy. The last Krell died 2,000 centuries ago. But today, as we all know, there is still at large on this planet a living monster. Your
4: mind refuses to face a conclusion. What do you mean? Morbius. Morbius. What? Something is approaching from the southwest. It is now quite close.
8: Would you have led it here? Alto must
4: see you torn to pieces. You still think she's immune? She's joined herself to me, body and soul. Listen,
2: whatever comes, forever.
8: Say it's a lie. Shout, let it hear you out there. Tell it you don't love this man.
2: Not even if I could.
8: Stop it, Robbie. Don't let it in. Kill it, Robbie. <laughs>
4: No use. He knows it's your other self.
8: why'd you jumble that combination whatever you know on here
4: your twin self out in the tunnel knows too
8: i'm not a monster you
4: we're all part monsters and our subconscious so we have laws and religion let me go you've got to listen we don't have much time here Here's where your mind was artificially enlarged Consciously it still lacked the power to operate the great machine But your subconscious had been made stronger I won't hear you You, to listen. Twenty years ago when your comrades voted to return to Earth You sent your secret id out to murder them Not quite realizing it, of course Except maybe in your dreams What man can remember his own dream? At least when our ship was approaching from space, you remembered enough to warn us off. But then when you thought we were threatening your little egomaniac empire, your subconscious sent its id monster out again. More deaths, Morbius.
8: More murder. And now this, too, harm my
4: own daughter? But now she's defying you, Morbius. And even in you, the loving father, there still exists the mindless primitive more enraged and more inflamed with each new frustration so now you're whistling up your monster again to punish her for her disloyalty and disobedience and if you don't do something about it soon Morbius it's going to be coming right through that door
8: solid trail metal 26 inches thick look at your gauges
4: look That machine is going to supply your monster with whatever amount of power it requires to reach us. Look now. Red hot, soon it'll be white hot. Then it'll soften and melt.
6: Say you don't believe this of me. Tell me you don't.
8: Then it must be true. Yes, I must be guilty.
2: Then help us, darling. I've known you. I've known you great and noble like the crown.
8: Switch. Throw it. In twenty-four hours, you must be a hundred million miles out in space. The grill furnaces. Chain reaction. They cannot be reversed. Oh,
3: No.
4: Ninety-eight million point six. We're clear now. What an astrogator. A genuine privilege, Commander. Activate main viewplate. Skipper, that's Alta Four, the bright speck below the star. Fifteen seconds. Yes, Alta. Your father, my shipmates, all the stored knowledge of the crew. Five seconds. Four. Three. from now the human race will have crawled up to where the krells stood in their great moment of triumph and tragedy your father's name will shine again like a beacon in the galaxy it's true it will remind us that we are after all that god
3: Thank <laughs> you.
0: That's going to wrap up tonight's episode of frightening tales i'm your host justin with tommy saying good night goodbye and uh don't program those ais see you next week